Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hello, everyone, everywhere. This is Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Amen. We are on the cusp of eternity. Amen. Jesus, his soon return is closer to us right now than it was yesterday than it was last year, than it was since the Bible was written. We are in the season of the return of the Lord. Oh, Jesus told his disciples, prophets of old desired to see the things you see and to hear the things you hear, but didn't see them or didn't hear them. But our eyes, our spiritual eyes, if you are tuned in to the Holy Spirit, our spiritual eyes see the soon coming of our Lord and King. Our spiritual ears hear the Holy Spirit announcing his return. Oh, thank you, Jesus. As we get started in today's study, let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer. Father, In the name of our King, Jesus, we approach your throne of grace and mercy. Thank you, Father. Your mercy endures forever. Father, we thank you this day for the technology you have made available, for the broadcast of your word throughout all the earth that your word would go forth and accomplish what you please and prosper where you send it, all to your honor and glory in Jesus' name. We ask in Jesus' name, we pray that you have your way, Holy Spirit, with this broadcast. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your word. For you and the Father make your abode in us, In you, we can do all things through Christ, which dwells within us. And we give you the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Join me in our confession of faith as we lay that solid foundation, glory to God, for the study which we're going to launch into today. Amen. Repeat these words after me at least loud enough for your own two ears to hear so that it gets down into your heart and comes out of your mouth. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into the hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, where he's coming soon to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the church is the body of Christ. I believe in the communion of saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection of the body. And I believe in life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. As I was praying about what to share with you, the Holy Spirit showed me something that is lacking in the body of Christ for the most part today, which is one of the reasons why Christian people as a whole are being oppressed and not standing victorious in the victory that's already been purchased for them. It's a reason that you're under financial bondage. It's a reason why you're under physical attack. It's a reason why disease is running rampant through the body of Christ. It's a reason why we are losing the moral high ground, especially here in the United States. There's a reason behind it. It's not just because we've evolved past the Bible. Quite the contrary. We have devolved, de-evolved from the word and the truth that is the word of God. We haven't progressed past it. and The Bible is some ancient thing that you know, was a crutch for people back then, but, but we are the modern society. We know much better now. No. We have fallen from grace. And the United States of America is on the verge of not being a major player in world affairs. In the spirit, I see the crown of leadership has already been removed from this nation. Socially, economically, militarily, politically, we have de-evolved into a second-rate nation. Instead of sending missionaries all throughout the earth, we are now the recipient of missionaries from other countries who's trying to get the fire reignited in this land again which is one of the reasons for our ministry and one of the reasons why this radio station exists, to get the word out. And we have almost half, some days better than half of our radio station listenership on Evangelism Radio comes from other nations which is good. Don't get me wrong. I am not looking down on that at all. It shows the hunger 
in these other nations. It shows the desire they have. And out of the, our international listening audience, a good 40% of them come from Muslim nations. And you've heard me talk about this before. When I asked God about that, he said it's because you, my Muslim brothers and sisters, you, even though, let me put it like this, you Christian brothers and sisters living in Muslim lands, you need to do what you need to do in order to survive. But God showed me that at night, or when you get alone in your own homes, you study the word. I know from testimonies that some of our Christian brothers and sisters living in Muslim lands have Bibles that they have to keep hidden in hidden compartments in their homes. And they only bring it out when they're secure in their own homes. There are some who live in households with unbelieving family members that are devout Muslims. So they can only bring their Bibles out to study when these people are not around. When these family members have gone out for a little while. And they can get onto the radio station and hear the word being preached. So I thank God for using this ministry to minister to them. But there's more that has to be done. The United States of America is in a steady rate of decline spiritually. And God wants me to show you today the three areas of ministry that is required for every believer. Every believer. Before I get into that, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ro the book of Romans. But before I get into that, let me remind you of what the Lord has given me and I've shared it before. That every believer is called into some form of ministry. Every believer. If you have received Jesus as your Savior, you have a calling on your life. It may not be in the five-fold ministry, but you are called into some form of ministry. And I've likened it before to a soldier. Someone who may be a computer programmer. Someone who may be an accountant, someone who may be a doctor or a lawyer that decides to join the military and serve his country with him, his or her skills that God has given to them, and they join the military to serve their nation that they love. And you may be in the finance department. You may be in the, uh, the lawyer's department, the JAG. You may be a cook. You may be 
a computer repairman. And that's where you serve. And in a war zone, you're so far behind enemy lines that it's just like another military base. It's just a different location. You're safe. You're secure for the most part. But, as demonstrated in the Tet Offensive in Vietnam in 1968, as demonstrated in the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, as demonstrated by IED and terrorist attacks in Iraq and Afghanistan, the enemy can strike anywhere at any time that you let your guard down. So you may be a computer repairman, in a rear echelon area, division headquarters, corps headquarters, and the enemy attacks. When that happens, you are no longer just a cook or a computer repairman or a finance clerk or a supply clerk. You are now a soldier in the United States Army and you're expected to fight. You are a Marine in the United States Marine Corps, first and foremost and above all things. And you are trained and taught and are skillful in the use of your personal weapon, as well as your common task individual soldier training and squad level training, to react in a military fashion. So it doesn't matter what your job is, you are first and foremost a fighting soldier or Marine. And I don't want to quibble with the Navy and the Air Force and all that. Yes, you also. You are first and foremost sworn to defend this nation. with the skills given to you in your military training. Now, I was speaking about being called into some form of ministry. And you are. Every person who receives Jesus as their Savior is called into some form of ministry. Just like a person who joins the military is called first and foremost into their calling, but they are also a fighting soldier. So is the believer. If you are called into the role of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, that is your calling in the body of Christ. As a member of the five-fold ministry. It is possible that some of you who may be called into an apostleship may also be called into the prophetic realm of ministry or a teaching role. It's possible that some of you that are called to be teachers are also called to be pastors. It's possible that some are called into three, four, or all five facets of the fivefold ministry, or just one. That's your calling. That's where you 
are most comfortable at. But what about those who are not called in the fivefold ministry? Well, you're called into the either the helps ministry or the support ministry, which I call the finance ministry, but there's other things besides finances. The helps ministry are, are those that take care of the sanctuary and clean it and do the maintenance on it and the, the lawn care and, and all of that. And then there's also the, the administrative roles that have to be taken care of. The travel arrangements for the pastor and those who are called to represent the church outside of the church walls. You know, you hear me on the radio, on a television ministry, you see the person on TV teaching behind the pulpit. What you don't see is everyone behind the scenes. Now it's not so much in our radio ministry. There's, you know, of course, my board of directors. Uh, there's my IT director, Chris Kelly. I tease him, and but it's a, in a serious nature. This is really his ministry. There is no way I could do what we are doing today without him having set all of this up for me and show me how it operates. So I have a a basic understanding. But if I run into a problem, he is there. Usually the problem is fixed within a matter of minutes because that's his calling. You understand? He understands the nuances of all the equipment, how they all how it all integrates together to get the word out. That's his calling in this ministry is that ministry of helps. There are the broadcasters who share the word on our radio stations. They're called into the five-fold ministry. My job is a ministry of help for their ministry. As I do the work behind the scenes to make sure their messages get out. Amen. So even though I'm in the five-fold ministry and am the primary voice for Freedom Through Faith Ministries and the Kingdom Crossroad podcast, even though I'm the main voice, I have people behind me helping me, then I flip roles into a helps ministry to help other broadcasters get their word out. So it's possible to be in two different realms of the ministry. I also am partners personally and us as a ministry with other ministries and we send financial support to them. So we are now operating in all three facets of the callings of God. Amen. We have our fivefold ministry, we have our helps ministry, and we also have the finance ministry. And there are those who are doing the same thing with our ministry as we receive offerings and praise God for each and every one of you. Every offering is prayed over before it's deposited and we believe God for the blessing on each and every offering and we pray the blessing of God over it that it multiplies and it replenishes not just our bank accounts but the bank accounts of the sower as well. 
and we are standing in faith, believing it increases for them 30, 60, and 100-fold the amount which was sown. And that God would bless the sower with his grace and his favor, that they would have dominion and subdue the earth before them as they get the word out. That's our prayer over every seed, no matter how large or how small it is. And if you're being led right now to sow into this ministry, just go to our website, ftfm.org, that's Freedom Through Faith Ministries, .org, ftfm.org, and right there on the home page, you'll see the donate button. But the point I'm trying to make is, Every person is called into some form of ministry. Amen. Refusing to follow through on your calling is a sin. You could be called to open a church. You may not be the pastor. You may be the one who's been blessed financially to actually build a new church building for your church and your pastor. And the money is there. You've been successful. You have the money to pay cash for everything, 30, 40, 50 million dollars in your bank accounts and net worth. Your tithe check would be five million dollars. And then, because of the largeness of that check and the amount of commitment it would take to buy or build that new building, you start to listen to the thoughts of the devil. Five million dollar tithe? Are you kidding me? They want 15, 20 million dollars to build a new building? They just want you here because of your money. You need to hold on to it. Don't give it to them. Don't listen to the devil. If God's blessed you in that capacity and he has put you in position and then you will know the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of another they will not follow. Pray about it. You, if you hear that still small voice tell you, do this in Jesus' name, you need to do it. Amen? You need to do... Imagine the harvest on a $25 million building that you pay cash for. You've sown $25 million into the kingdom of God. What is your 30-fold harvest on that? Your 60-fold, your 100-fold harvest? And I'm not talking financially. Think of the souls that are being won and will be won because you were faithful to obey. Do you think God would forsake that? No. No, I don't. Have you found Romans chapter 2 yet? We just covered the three callings on the body of Christ. Fivefold ministry, ministry of helps, and the ministry of finance. But there's also three areas of ministry. Notice I made that qualification in the beginning. There's three callings, 
but there's also three areas of ministry. And that's what we're going to talk about the remainder of this program. Because if you're called into one of those three areas of ministry, or three callings of ministry, ministry, fivefold ministry, ministry of helps, ministry of finance. And then there are three areas of ministry that you can operate in in each calling. And we're going to look at that right now. Romans chapter 2. And where do I want to start at, Lord? Glory to God. All right, let's go to uh, the whole section here is talking about God's wrath against the unbelievers. Let's go to verse 3. What do you think, O man, that judges them which do such things? And he's talking about uh, judging other people, withholding thing, good things from those who are deserving and things like that. He goes, what do you think, O man? Are you judging them that do these things? But don't you do the same things? Do you think you'll escape judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? The goodness of God, the blessing of God can lead you to repentance. Why would you want to repent of receiving the good things of God? Because you have failed to do what God wanted you to do when he blessed you with those good things. To repent means to forsake the old way, do a 180 degree degree turn, and go in a new direction towards God, not from God. Amen. Verse 5. After the hardness of your heart, an impenitent heart, treasurest up unto yourself, wrath against or saved up for the day of wrath and revelation of the righteousness of the judgment of God. When you do not do what God tells you to do with what God has blessed you with, you are facing the judgment and wrath of God, even though it may not come immediately. If you fail to bless the church with that $5 million tithe and a promise to pay $25 million cash to build that building, you may not suffer immediate judgment. But you have laid up for yourself an evil treasure that will give testimony against you in the day of wrath. Verse 6, who will render, he's talking about the judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who by patient continuance and doing well and seek for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. That's the blessing. When you're doing what God tells you to do, 
with what God has given you to do it with. He's not telling you, you know, if if you're making $50,000 a year, don't go tell the pastor that you are personally going to pay cash to build him a new church. You haven't been blessed with it yet. You can become a partner in doing that and say, over and above my tithes, I'm going to give X amount of dollars per year towards this building fund. And that's a blessing. You are operating within the resources God has blessed you with. And as you do that additional amount faithfully, God's going to open up other doors for you where your resources will begin to increase. Back when I had our church, back in 2002-2003, I remember one time, well, there's more than once that we taught on this, but in January of 2003, I remember standing up, asking for pledges from our congregation, and we had handed out these papers they could fill in blanks. And one portion said, fill in what you believe your total uh, debt amount is and date it. Now fill in, you know, it's the end of the year, beginning of the new year, fill in the amount you made last year. And now take 10% of the amount you made last year and write that down. And I asked them to divide that out by 12 months and commit to doing that much to our church each month. And I said, you can either turn these in and we're going to keep them in a file or you can hold on to it. We're not going to send you bills saying you promised to give us $5,000 and you've only given us $100. i am not going to do that. But if you will faithfully do what you see indicated on that card, next year at this time, let's look at the amount of money in your annual income, and I will guarantee you it has increased. I guarantee it. Otherwise, we'll give you back, refund, every penny you've given to this ministry. Every family in our church at the time, we had, oh, we were probably 15, something like that. Not one family asked for a refund the next year. Not one. You see, God is faithful to increase you if you want to increase other ministries. God is faithful. All the silver, all the gold, all the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. Man just possesses it. That's why elsewhere it's written, the riches of the sinner has been laid up for the just. The sinner thinks he's in control of the whole thing. But really, God is just allowing him to use it. And I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what country you are in listening to me from, I guarantee you, 
you give to the work of God, God will honor that seed. Amen. He will not forget a seed that has been sown. Glory to God. Trust him. Trust God. Trust that he will fulfill his word. And we just read it right here. Verse 6, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who are patient in continuance and doing well, seeking for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. For those who are seeking him with all they do, those who are honoring him with all he's blessed them with, those who are obeying his voice and doing what he tells them to do with what he has given them to do it with, those he will render to every man according to what he has done. In verse 8, but, oh, there's that but. Everything was looking so good, Brother Bob, till you got to the but. But to them that are contentious. To them who want to argue about everything. To them who want to argue whether or not this decision is right or this decision is wrong. And believe me, I've got them. I've heard them all. You want to be contentious. And it's usually really well-meaning members of the congregation who only want the best for you, pastor. Or well-meaning family members. Are you sure that's what God wants you to do? You see, in their hearts, they're right. In their heart, they haven't... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're possessed... I'm not saying that they're being led astray. I'm not saying they're unsaved. But who did God speak to? You or them? We already established. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. Whose voice are you listening to? That's what they're trying to instill, is doubt as to whether or not you have heard the voice of God, the voice of Jesus, the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's the devil using them to plant a seed of doubt. You want to see... (laughs) Oh, glory to God. This, let me use this radio station as an example. We are, at the time of this recording, we're coming up on five years of operating online Christian radio stations. When I first started this, it was back in January or February of 2010, we began... I heard the voice of God say, November of 2008, I want you to begin a 30-minute weekly 
online internet radio broadcast. I heard the voice of God clearly as if he was sitting right next to me telling me, where was I? I was at a minister's conference. I don't even remember what they were teaching on. But I heard the voice of God so clear that when that session was over, I went outside, sat in my car, and wrote it down in my prayer journal and called my wife later that day and told her what God said. What God had said. And then I returned home after the conference and forgot all about it. And the next year, we went through hell. Literally. But in January of 2010, things started looking grim. And I asked God, what is it you want me to do? And he said, what's the last thing I told you to do? And I couldn't remember. You heard this testimony. I went back, looked it up, and finally found where on November 9th, 2008, God said to me, I want you to begin a 30-minute weekly online internet radio broadcast. So we did. Within five, six weeks, we had an offer from a radio network, the Wilkins Communications Group, to go on nationwide AM radio. And we negotiated the price out to where I thought we could afford it and did it by faith. And for the next year, I want you to know we received a grand total of offer in offerings from all across the nation, we received a grand total of zero. Not one offering. Well, Brother Bob, that tells you right there, you weren't called to do that. You must have missed the voice of God on that one. Otherwise, millions of dollars would have been flooded into your ministry. No. No, that was of God. Because during that time, we had no need left undone. God supernaturally provided for the ministry. What little budget we did have. But in the summer of 2010, I'm going over all this again so you can understand what I'm talking about and getting ready to show you here. God said, are you having problems meeting your monthly radio budget? I was like, yes, sir, sure am. I think, okay, here it comes. The millions are going to start flowing now. And he told me, so are many other ministries and churches I've called into broadcast ministry. They cannot afford these huge monthly radio bills. I want you to begin your own radio station for the smaller broadcasters and keep the prices affordable for them. That's not what I wanted to hear. But again, I knew the voice of God and did it. And we did some research in October 4, 2010, we began the Freedom Through Faith Christian Radio Station. We had one broadcaster 
me. We started at the absolute bottom in the rankings. It's like at the time there was like 16,500 online radio stations and we were like 16,501. But every day we rose a little bit more. I remember when we broke through the top 10,000. Oh, there was rejoicing. Then it was the top 7,000. Then it was the top 5,000. Then the top 3,000. And the top 1,000. Oh, praise God. Then the top 500. And the top 200. And the top 100. And all the time. God was adding more broadcasters. Our listening base was increasing. And it got to the point where we weren't increasing anymore. And we started, we separated out the music station from the preaching station. The music station took off and passed the preaching station as far as listenership. And we had a grand total of like 2,500 hours a month, 3,000 hours a month. 3,500 hours per month of listeners. And then, in the summer of 2013, the Lord put on my heart that this station isn't going to do what I need you to do from here on out. And to begin searching for a new platform. And our team... Over the next four months, we tested five different radio station platforms till we settled on the one with that's now hosting Evangelism Radio. And we launched that in late fall of 2014 to start doing a test to make sure everything was going to work. And January 1st, I'm sorry, that was 2013. And January 1st, 2014... We officially launched Evangelism Radio. And it's been increasing every month for the past going on almost two years now. And now we have been rated number one in the world by Shoutcast.com in our genre, which is the inspirational slash sermons slash services genre. We're always, 99% of the time, we're in the top three. 50% of the time, or 60% of the time, we're in the top two. And now we are hitting number one. Not once, but several times. And our monthly, hourly totals have increasing. Where now, we are, probably this month of this recording, we will hit 10 thousand plus hours of listeners glory to god and it's because we are faithful to listen and do what we hear the lord say i said all that to show you that when we first started we didn't have one offering for a whole year from all across the united states we did not have one offering Come into our radio station from any on or any AM station listeners. But the skills we learned in how to operate a broadcast ministry, 
The skills we learn and how to upload files to radio stations and what they're looking for. The skills we learn have been put to use. Now we are exponentially beyond the market of those 5 a.m. radio stations. We have listeners in over 150 nations around this world, all 50 states. Instead of having just one broadcaster, we have 29 broadcasters. Glory to God. So when a well-meaning family member or a well-meaning Christian comes up and says, are you sure this is what God wants you to do? My unqualified, unequivocal answer is yes. I am absolutely positive this is what God wants me to do. Because he has shown increase in this ministry just about every single month. There's a couple of dips here and there. But you should see the chart. It looks like it's just a skyrocket this past year. Amen. So God will bless you. I gave that testimony about us, but I'm talking about you. What is it God called you to do? You may be a car mechanic. What can God do for me? I mean, I'm just a lowly car mechanic. Fix your pastor's car. Offer to fix people's cars in the church for free. Just the cost of the parts. And you labor, you're donating your labor to them free. God will bless you. Brother Bob, how can I do that? I got to survive. I got to pay bills. I'm not asking you to, to cheat your family. But so what you can do into the life of others. Amen. Back to Romans chapter 2. Let's look at this. Unto them that are contentious, you want to argue all the time. And you're not obeying the truth. Thy word, O God, is truth. You're not obeying what God tells you to do. You obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You're indignant. When people tell you this is what God says, oh, yeah, whatever, that may be true for you. You may need that crutch. You should see some of the obnoxious, vulgar attacks that are sent our way on Facebook and other social media because of the stand we take for the Word of God. Ungodly to the core. And they brag about it. They don't need a crutch of Christianity. And I continue to tell them, I'm going to pray for you. Well, you can waste your breath if you want. But that's our calling, to pray for them. Here, they continue to be contentious and want to argue. They continue to disobey God. They continue to obey unrighteousness. They continue to act with indignation and get angry wrath, then tribulation and anguish will be upon every soul of man that does evil. The Jew first, and also the Gentile. Amen. But glory, honor, and peace 
to every man that does, that worketh good. Joy, I'm sorry, glory, honor, and peace. Glory, honor, and peace will be to every person that does good. That does good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. Now I want to focus on three areas of ministry. There are three distinct peoples listed in the Bible. In the Old Testament, it was the Jew and the non-Jew called a Gentile. Those were the only two groups of people. You were either Jewish or you were a Gentile. If you were Jewish, you had God in covenant with you. As long as you did what he said to say, he was there for you. And then you had the Gentiles who had no covenant with God, no hope in this world. But the Jews were a witness to the world. God established the nation of Israel right at the crossroads of the world. People going from Africa to Europe, Israel was right there, the land of Judah. People going from Asia to Europe would go through there also. People going from Africa to Asia. The crossroads of the world was the nation of Israel. And God blessed Israel abundantly so that as a testimony to the other nations of the world, they could see the blessings of God. And it also, all those nations could not do anything to Israel as long as Israel remained in obedience to God. But when Israel started accepting uh, or attributing to other idols their blessings and taking upon them the idols and gods of the surrounding nations, God withdrew his blessings. And now in the eyes of these other nations, they wanted the wealth of Israel. And they were overrun. Finally, Babylon dispersed all the Jews all throughout the known world until 1948. 1945-46, the Nazis did their best to exterminate the Jews, but they didn't get them all. And God, because of their faithfulness, no other nation in history has ever had their entire nation dispersed abroad. Not one person left in their nation. Their language ceased to exist. The Hebrew language ceased to exist. Never in the history of mankind has a nation brought their people back together in their homeland, reestablishing them as a nation, reestablishing their language after it had 
disappeared forever. But he did with Israel as a sign to the Gentiles. When nation when when the United Nations approved Israel to be reestablished as a nation and placed them in their land, other nations of the world started saying if they declare if 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 you declare independence in Israel, then we will not recognize you. But Israel on May 28, 1948, stood up and declared their independence and reestablished their nation. Fifteen minutes later, the President of the United States went on live nationwide radio in defiance of every one of his advisors and recognized Israel's right to exist. From that moment, the United States began to prosper like no other nation in history. The United States of America was blessed in all we set our hand to do. The economic forces of this nation went into high gear. Prosperity came to America. Supernatural protection came to America. Our military might increased. Our political clout increased. The United States of America was blessed because we blessed the Jew first. We were the first to bless the Jews. That's what this says right here in Romans 2.10. He that does good work to the Jew first, and then also to the Gentiles. That's the second area of ministry every believer is called to do. You need to bless the Jews first, and then the non-Jews. Those are, you got your callings. Five-fold ministry, ministry of helps, ministry of finance. Within each of those callings, there are three areas you need to have some form of ministry. To the Jew first, and also to the Gentiles. If you are not supporting getting the gospel of salvation in Jesus' name to the Jews, you need to do so. You need to support a ministry ministering to the Jewish people. Now, our radio station is heard in Israel. We have people listening in Israel. There are ministries who specifically have ministries in Israel. It does, I'm not telling you, you know, where to sow your finances, but you need in my, and this is Brother Bob speaking, but I believe I'm speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You need to find a ministry who has a specific mission, statement, and goal to minister to the Jews. One that comes to mind is Sid Roth 
and his ministry. There are many others, but you need to support the ministry to the Jews and the Jewish nation. Now, excuse me. That does not have to only mean financial offerings. You may have a ministry of translations. You could translate letters, tracts, things like that. You may have a working knowledge of computers, and you could minister to a ministry that ministers to the Jews by helping them out. Whatever it is, ask God. He'll show you what it is. That's the first and foremost ministry you need to have in whatever your calling is to the Jews. Next, to the Gentiles. Those that are considered Gentile. The Jews and everybody else was Gentile. So you need to have an outreach to those that are lost. You need to support outreaches to those who do not know Jesus as their Savior. Whatever that may be. It may be supporting the evangelists. It may be supporting missionaries. It may be holding revival meetings in your hometown and supporting that. Whatever the case may be. This radio station ministers throughout the earth. But it's mainly believers who are tuning in. I know through the testimonies we receive, some people are coming across our station hearing these broadcasts and they are getting born again. But our 95% of the audience that we have are believers who are getting a, a more solid grounding in their faith. Amen. And that takes you to the third area of ministry, which is the church. The Jews, the nations, and the church. Those are the three areas on this earth that every believer is called to have some form of ministry with. The Jews, the nations, and the church. Those are the only three groups of people on this earth. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, red, yellow, green, blue, whatever color you want to pick. It doesn't matter what nation you come from. It doesn't matter where you are at on the religious spectrum. You fall into one of three categories of people. Jews, nations, and church. Because when a person receives Jesus as his Savior and is born again, the old creation, the old man dies. And instantly, a new creature, the Bible says a new creation, is formed on the inside of him. Paul says, it's no longer I that live, it's Jesus who lives in me. Hallelujah. Paul was a Jew. But when <laughs> when the Lord converted him on that road to Tarsus, and he called Jesus Lord, that means my king. He was 
a Christian. Those he was persecuting, those he was imprisoning, those he was torturing, those that he was murdering, he became one of them. Amen. He was no longer a Jew. He was now part of the church. When you, I don't care what nation you're in, India, Afghanistan, Iraq, Pakistan, China, Russia, Uruguay, Brazil, Canada, Fiji, Japan, Korea, wherever you are listening to me from, you're a Gentile. You're one of the nations, unless you're a Jew. If you're not a Jew, you're one of the nations, unless you accepted Jesus as your Savior, at which point you are no longer a Korean. You are no longer Japanese. You are no longer a Brazilian. You're no longer a Russian. You are now in the church. You are now a believer. You are now a Christian. You may be a Russian Christian. You may be a Korean Christian. You may be a Brazilian Christian. You may be an American Christian. But you are first and foremost a Christian. You are part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Shout amen, somebody. Oh, glory to God. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Praise God. So you're either going to minister to Jews, to the Gentiles, which is the nations, or to other Christians. And you will have a specific calling to do one of those three areas with the majority of your time and effort. A pastor. Let's, 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 okay, thank you, Jesus. He just gave me this. An apostle is called to the nations. Called to those that are not Jews. Called to those that are not Christians. An apostle is sent to the nations to establish churches, to proclaim the gospel of salvation. A prophet is called to the nations and to the Christians and to the Jews. But a prophet declares what God says. Amen? A pastor is called to the church, to the Christians. That's his calling. A teacher is usually going to be sent to the Christians to build that solid foundation upon which they stand. Amen. You see, each person has a call. An evangelist. Evangelist is called to the nations. An evangelist has been relegated to going to churches. And probably for a good reason, because there are many non-believers that go to church every single Sunday. They're just there to check the block. Hey, Jesus, you know, here's my attendance record when they get to the gates of glory. And Jesus says, who are you? Why should I let you in? He said, look at my attendance record. I never miss the Sunday. 
And Jesus said, I don't know who you are. You never had a relationship with me. It's in the Bible. There are many people in church every Sunday that you won't see in heaven. There are many people who have never graced the doors of a church building that will be in heaven. You don't have to go to church to go to heaven. Amen. You should, because that's where you're going to get the, the, the foundational grounding that you need to build your, your life on. The thief that hung on the cross and died with Jesus, one went to hell, one went to heaven. The one that went to heaven with Jesus got born again on the cross. He never got baptized. He never attended a church. He never heard a sermon Jesus preached. He just seen what was going on and recognized this guy is who he says he is. Amen. But doesn't you know, you're either fivefold ministry, ministry of helps, or ministry of finance. You are in one of those three callings. Within that calling, your major calling, you will have three areas of ministry you must. And I say that emphatically. You must support all three areas according to what we just read in Romans chapter 2. The Jew first, the nations, the Gentiles, and the church. You need, in whatever your calling is, to have those three areas inside your calling. You need to support a ministry that ministers to the Jews. You need to support a ministry that ministers to the nations, those that are not Jews, those that are not saved. And you also need to support a ministry that ministers to the church, the body of Christ. You need, if you cannot identify, if you cannot recall off the top of your head, any of those three areas of ministry within your calling, you are not fulfilling what God told you to do. I got it out. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You need to research. Ask God. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Turn with me to Matthew. No, Luke. Uh, chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Glory to God. Jesus just finished teaching his disciples the format of a good prayer with the Lord's Prayer. He didn't say this is what you have to pray every time you pray. This is the format it takes. You're praying to God, you're thanking him, asking his kingdom to come, that his will be done on earth, in your life, in your ministry, just as it's always done in heaven, etc. And then he uses the example 
of a friend who comes to another friend at midnight saying, hey, another friend of mine has been traveling all day and just arrived at my house. I don't have anything to give him to eat. Give me some bread. And the other friend said, look, the door is locked. My kids are asleep. I'm in bed. I I can't give anything. But he keeps knocking at the door. And Jesus goes on to say, though he would not get up and give him what he needs because he's a friend, but because he keeps asking, because he keeps insisting, he's going to receive what he asks for. And then he says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be opened for you. I'm reading in verse 9 and 10. For everyone that asks, receives. He that seeks, finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened. If a son asks bread of any of you that's a father, would you give your son a stone? Or if he asks for a piece of fish, instead of a fish, would you give him a snake? Or if he asks for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And I... I I pause right here for a second to show you. If you are not ministering to the Jews, the nations, and the church, if you're not supporting at least one ministry in each of those areas, that may mean sending three offerings every month. You could minister to the church through your church. That would be one form of fulfilling that. Or God may have you send it to somebody else who's doing a better job of ministering to the church. You also need to find a ministry that ministers primarily, primary number one ministry to the Jews, and a missionary or an evangelist or an apostle who ministers to the nations. You need to support all three of those areas. And here we see, if you ask God, if you pray and ask for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to be given to you, to show you where to support and where to minister to in support of those three areas, it says if you ask and believe, you'll receive. That door will be open unto you. The Father will send the Holy Spirit and he will give you all that understanding. Amen? Jesus continues to preach. Let's go to verse 23. He that is not with me is against me. He that does not gather with me is one that scatters. And the message translation, as we get ready to close, there is, this is a war. There is no neutral ground. You see a lot of Christians in church wanting to be neutral. I'll support my church. They got the missionaries and stuff they support. that's That's what the church supports. You need to personally 
personally support those three areas. You give your money to the church, yes, you're supporting the church, and the church may be sending some money to the Jews, they may be sending some money to missionaries ministering to the nations, but that's the church. They're getting the harvest, not you. You, you, I can't emphasize this enough, you need to personally be involved in ministry to the Jews, the nations, and to the church. You may give your offering to the church if that's what the Holy Spirit leads you to do, but you also need to personally support a ministry to the Jews and a ministry to the nations. Personally. This is a war. There's no neutral ground. If you are not on my side, you are the enemy, Jesus says. If you're not helping me, then you're just making things worse. So I ask you right now, number one, if you have never received Jesus as your Savior, this is your day and your hour to do so. Number two, if you need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, you must first be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And number three, once you receive the Holy Spirit, have him show you those three areas of ministry, no matter what your calling is, to the Jew, to the nations, and to the church. Pray this prayer with me right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask, for your Holy Spirit to fill me with all wisdom and understanding. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. I receive the forgiveness of all my sins because of your precious blood that was shed for me. Come into my heart, take over my life, that I may live for you. Show me where you want me to support the Jew first, the Gentiles, and the church. Show me where and how to do your will. And I ask all of this in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Well, that's all the time we have. Oh, praise God. Till next time, it's Pastor Robert to remind you God loves you, we love you. Be blessed! in all that you do. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.